Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. My name is Patrick Francie, and I'm the CEO of the Real Estate Investment Network. In addition to being a business owner, I'm also a real estate investor, I'm a coach, I'm a husband, I'm a very proud grandfather. And along with that, I'm also committed to stretching beyond what I've already achieved and of living a fulfilled life by continuing to make a positive difference in the world. I invite you to join me to listen in on the Everyday Millionaire podcast as I interview and have conversations with seemingly ordinary individuals who have achieved some pretty extraordinary results, whether it be in their life, in their business, in real estate. And it's here where I'm going to delve into the details of their journey, along with the paths they've traveled to get where they are today, and as importantly, where they intend to go in the future. My guests are here to inspire. They're here to help you learn by talking about what's real for them, both in their wins and in their challenges, from the life and the lifestyle they live to the person they had to become along the way in creating and building their financial futures for themselves and their families. Before I begin this episode, I'll start by first thanking you for listening in and for your support and the feedback you provide us on the show, as well as to ask you to please continue to send your comments, your suggestions, or your questions directly to me at CEO at RainCanada.com. That is CEO at R-E-I-N Canada.com. And if you're inclined, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, and with people you know, or perhaps even people you don't know. Rate the show and comment on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever platform you happen to use to listen in. And while you're at it, please follow me on the Everyday Millionaire Facebook page. So thanks again for the feedback you provide us. It's definitely appreciated. Okay, let's get on with this show and have a conversation with today's guest. Welcome to the special edition of the Everyday Millionaire podcast, where I'm joined today by my good friend and chief growth officer of the Real Estate Investment Network, J.G. Francoeur. Now, we're here today at what I would call the precipice of a global health and economic meltdown. Barely two weeks in, and really the impact of COVID-19 is only just beginning. We're not even close to where it's going. The analogy I would use is that there has, in fact, been an earthquake in the ocean, and there is a tsunami coming. We just don't know when or how hard it's gonna hit the shoreline, but we know it's gonna hit and we know it's gonna be big. Today, JG and I share our view of the current world we live in, some of the things we are doing and thinking, the actions we're taking as we move forward. We are in fact, small business owners and real estate investors. And like you, we're having to face the challenges and then navigate and chart a path as this crisis continues to unfold and dealing with the ever-changing and new twists and turns that occur daily. Now, my commitment is to do everything in my power to support, to guide, to lead, not just our community of RAIN members, but our community at large. So today, listen in on my conversation with Jean-Guy, our intention is simply to add a perspective and a view of the world as we see it. Perhaps it will inspire some ideas or be a catalyst for you in taking a next step in your business, your real estate, your life. Be well. We're in this together. Reach out anytime to me at CEO at RainCanada.com. 
The team and I will do whatever we can to support. Listen in. JG Francoeur, welcome to uh, the Everyday Millionaire slash Missing Millions. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm looking forward to combining these show formats, if you will. Yeah, bringing them together. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity to get a big message out there. This is a special edition. This is about COVID-19. And uh, both you and I have had people reach out. I mean, it's the nature of what we do. Of course, national organization and investors and business owners reaching out, asking what we're doing and and looking for some guidance and or if nothing else, just looking for some ideas of what we're doing as business owners and as real estate investors. And so let's talk about COVID-19. Now, at, this is a Sunday and wonderful Sunday. And we're having a cup of coffee and having a conversation about COVID-19. We decided to do this because I think it's really important and it's current and uh, this is being released ASAP. So it'll probably take a couple of days for the team to put it together. But the point is this, we want to get to to individuals out there. Now, we're about two weeks in, really, almost two weeks into this whole meltdown. It's from the actual, our, our official start date for me was the Monday after Acre, which I think was the 9th. Yes. And uh, at this time we're doing, it's the 22nd. So that's just to give people some time frame of what, what's going on. And we may be behind by the time we release this. I was looking, Patrick, I was lo- doing some research this morning in terms of what other people are doing. And I was looking at videos shot two weeks ago and the thoughts, the advice, the, uh, the thinking two weeks ago, how drastically it's changed in, in us and in them, other people in two weeks is just incredible. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the message that we want to get out there. And fundamentally, really, it's just sharing some of our thought process, some of the things that we're doing. We're at the effect of this. We're business owners. So we're totally at the effect of this. You know, for those of you who have followed me for a while, you know that I'm a business owner. I've been doing that for 35 years. I've had two retail businesses in Edmonton for for that whole length of time. And uh, literally last week, I closed the doors on my stores of uh, 35 years, laid off several staff, some of them 10, 15, and 25-year staff members. I look forward to opening the stores again, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. You know, so right now, I'm carrying the financial pressure of that and mitigating where I can. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about my strategies, what I'm doing with my real estate and my business. And uh, I know that you can do the same. So we're looking at how do we handle this as business owners? I mean, we got a flood of stuff. I'll make some observations. Can I make your observation? Go do it, buddy. Do it. We're two weeks in. And what we're not even close to being in the worst of it. Right now, this is like almost for some people, just some extended time off. The realities haven't set in. Now, there's two parts to it. You know, there is an emotional, uh, you know, the EQ, our emotional quotient, our our adversity quotient, our mindset is playing games with us for sure. You know, I know that my own kind of roller coaster of fears and confusion and, you know, and I'm pretty equipped for this. Uh, I believe I'm trained for it over many years. But having said that, I still go through it. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Secondly, talk about some strategies, right? And what we're doing. And what about you, JG? Well, similar to you, actually, this week, last week, uh, middle of March was our seventh year anniversary for our spa. 
uh, and our one year anniversary for our expansion, uh, urban space. So, you know, it, what started out, like you said, two weeks ago, we went from a hyper productive, ultra successful business, uh, with, with literally no appointments available to essentially being in a spot where we had to shut the doors and, and lay people off temporarily. It's all very temporary in our mind because we want to reopen as soon as possible because of, you know, the effects of COVID-19, the, the spread of it and, and, and all of the, there's a lot going on here, Patrick, from a business owner's perspective. There's a lot of public opinion. There's a lot of public judgment on whether you should or shouldn't stay open. There's statements being made by the government. There's a, there's people's interpretations of those statements. There's our interpretations of those statements. You know, like there, the the number of uh, of considerations to make these decisions is uh, is really mind boggling. And I got to say that I've never, you know, as a guy that you and I've talked about decision making very often, as a guy who fancies himself a great decision maker, I've never had to consider so many factors with so many different perspectives having to make a decision and is, you know, very, very difficult. There is, you know, it is very difficult and, but yet decisions have to be made and we're making decisions based on what we know today. And that's all we can do. A couple of things that are showing up for me that uh, are interesting. I mean, aside from the fact that how people view COVID, you know, there's still people that are hanging out, they're still socializing, they're still not taking it seriously. And maybe they're right, but that's not what the data shows. The data shows that you need social distancing. So, you know, Stephanie and I are blessed to live in the country. We have a great property. We're not really having to do anything with it. Patrick, you never have to leave your house ever again. And you can <laughs> I know. It is a pretty great setup. That's for darn sure. And, you know, there's that part of it. And then there's the part of it, too, that... I'm hearing people that are really freaking out because of the banks, because of the government, uh, because of some of the big corporations. Now, I'm, I am optimistic because I'm starting to hear some semblance in my world of order, some semblance of leadership. And what I think the general population can sometimes forget is that nobody's been through this. Our federal government, our provincial government, our municipal governments, the banks, and they're human too. You know, they've got families, they've got businesses, they've got stuff going on. And how do you deal with this absolute avalanche of challenges, of problems, of people dealing with the stuff that they're having to deal with? And so I'm not a big Trudeau fan, as many know, but I think he's done some good stuff. I think that uh, a number of our premiers are stepping up. I see our corporate guys are starting to show up. They're talking about taking, I thought it was brilliant, Doug Ford, uh, talking about, you know, reaching out to his community in Ontario, biggest manufacturing, you know, part of Canada, saying, let's build some equipment. Let's take this and get ventilators built and get masks built and get, you know, equipment that our frontline worker, front workers need. Now, you know, our frontline workers, huge, huge shout out to them. I mean, unbelievable what they're doing. And of course, they're putting themselves really at harm, in harm's way. And so, I think overall, the general population needs to consider that, yes, we want the banks to get their shit together way faster, you know, but it's like, we have to have systems, we have to have processes, how do we monitor, how do we do it, it takes time. Patrick, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, and, but 
I, I have to, similar to you, I think that it's incredible how fast the response has been up until now. Keep in mind, folks, these, you know, for me anyways, responses are typically months, if not years. And, and within a matter of a week, I mean, they went from announcing programs that are not, that are not in law yet as of recording of this, uh, that, you know, need to go through the legislature and so on and so forth. But my point is, is that I think the response has been quite you know, it's always, it's always not an, you know, we always say two things about the government and a lot of, a lot of things, which is it's, it's always too late and it's never enough. Yeah. And in this particular case, I think it's been quite responsive and it may not be enough, but at least it's a good step in the right direction. I think it's a great step in the right direction. And we can all be kind of, uh, you know, armchair coaches and critics in these times because uh, we got to figure it out. Hindsight is uh, genius, right? So, but I, I want to, I want to speak to a couple things, which talks about what, you know, in, in my own business, what am I doing? Well, you know, number one, I'm getting liquid as quickly as I can. As, and, and, and listen, I've had, I've been in Alberta for the, you know, the number of years. So the past couple of years in Alberta, I mean, I've been writing checks, you know, business checks, real estate checks. I mean, my liquidity is like, holy shit, what happened? Now, interesting, I'll share this with you is, you know, some people are going, well, in the stock market, I was really kind of fortunate, unfortunate, you know, I don't mind sharing the story is I had some business challenges and I had a stock portfolio. I have, you know, I had stocks that I, I had been buying and I'd done very well in the stock market. I cashed those out in about October because I needed the capital, right? Well, today I look like a genius and uh, I'm really glad I did. Now, I know also that with the stock market the way it is today, there's going to be some future uh, opportunities in that stock market for sure. By the way, just as my opinion, I think it's too damn early. I, you know, I think that the stock market is going to continue to get hammered. And unless you're going to be day trading, that's my own view. That's because I don't play the stock game. I'm pretty conservative. And my own view is stock market's going to go down even further before it starts to come back around again. Well, we really, you know, the, the thing with stock market is it's not, ba- you know, a lot, a lot of things aren't based on fundamentals in the stock market. It's based a lot more on emotion and the liquidity of the stock market makes it easy for people to play that game. But I will say this. There is, it is impossible for us to know the impact of this. We don't even know the impact that China shutting down for a couple of weeks has had on this global economy. Several weeks, JG. Yeah. We, we're, there's going to be lag time of manufactured parts that, you know, aren't going to be able to show up where things aren't going to be able to get completed in the manufacturing process because they're missing a part because of the lag time of what happened in China. I mean, there's, it, it really, really is. Um, so back to liquidity, you know, the one thing that I'm doing right now, and I know you are as well, and, and many business owners are doing everything they can to get liquid. Well, what does that mean? But if you don't have cash, well, then you got to bring costs down. That's the other way to get liquid. I've laid staff off. I've closed doors. I've, uh, you know, I've cashed in my stocks. I've uh, made sure my lines of credits are out there. I have reached out to the banks and said, okay, in this scenario, because I've got light industrial and all the rest of it, can you suspend Mortgage payments, yes, they're willing to do that. So that's what I'm doing in behind the scenes is getting liquid is, and either that's either freeing up capital through lines of credit and or sale of something and or uh, in my case, some stock, some stock stuff, uh, stock market sales. Your, your, I mean, your perspective, Patrick, is, is very much, you know, there's a lot of people have different perspectives. And listen, I want nothing more than in a day or two or in a week open the doors to my businesses again, hire everybody back and get everything started. That's what I want. But I have to prepare for survival. I have to prepare 
for more than that. And I don't, I'm sure as hell hope not. I mean, I'm, I'm Mr. Positivity, positivity number one. So I, I don't want that, but, but I got to be prepared for that because it's survival. And, uh, and that is unfortunately, I think a lot of people haven't, that hasn't sunk in yet, the survival component of it. But, uh, but that's, you know, that's what's on the line. So, you know, there are, there are ways, you know, Patrick, as a real estate investor, we talked about, okay, you know, I had a debate with a recent real estate investor and they were saying, well, you know, I, I don't think I'll have to suspend my mortgage payments. Okay. Got it. Perfect. That's great. If you don't have to, but what if you don't take the option and then you need to, and the option is no longer there. And now you're scrambling like crazy because you're not liquid. What, you know, what, what do you do then? So I think part of this in your strategy and my strategy, Patrick, is we may be going, we're going as, as, as far reaching and as deep as we can and prepared to, prepared to weather a serious storm if it happens. And if it doesn't, great, then, then we're all in, we're all back, we're all back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's all we can do. But here's another part of it that I don't want to step over. And I'm going to go back to the banks, the government and all of the rest of, you know, Doug Ford in Ontario had just recently announced getting manufacturers on site. A number of manufacturers stepped up and said, hey, we can build renovated, uh, uh, ventilators. Others stepped up and said, hey, we can build masks. We can build, build gowns. We can build protective gear for our frontline workers. Now, that's all to say one fundamental thing. Government, banks, uh, manufacturing, you and I and others around us, here's something that's starting to show up and we don't want to step over that, which is innovation. And the government is driving innovation right now within their own systems, within their own processes. In the past, it's been slow, years, months, as you said, you know, to get something done. But guess what? There's some urgency around this, you know, and this is really, these challenges are the mother of in innovation and the mother of invention. And we are really looking to how to innovate. So for example, within RAIN, what are we doing? Because we've got a number of, of uh, we've got a national organization, we've got uh, members across the country who are faced with their own real estate challenges and also who still see future opportunities, right? And so we're having to innovate and we're doing that vis-a-vis -vis the, you know, Zoom, like many are, we're doing webinars. We had a member uh, meeting the other night where we're like literally hundreds of people from across the country that were on that particular RAIN member meeting. And it, we delivered it. I thought we did a great job. We got great feedback. People really enjoyed it. But that's being innovative in a real quick way. But that was forced or driven by created because of the challenges that we face right now. Well, I think I think the innovation, Patrick, is is more than like what Rain did the other night, taking a meeting, putting it online. So a lot of people doing that. They're taking their events and they're making them virtual events. And that's that's one layer of innovation. But quite frankly, that's just the basics of innovation. I mean, Rain, a good example is we've introduced four new initiatives that are brand new that we've never thought of before that, that go way above and beyond what we promised our members. Uh, and, and that to me, that's the second, that's the second layer of innovation where you're finding a new way to deliver your service. You're finding a new way to deliver your value. And it's not just about going virtual right now. That's the easy thing to do for a lot of people, but you know, there's uh, that layer, the, the depth of innovation needs to continue. And you're going to see Rain doing this, folks. We're going to lead the market in this. And pay close attention. If you're a Rain member, if you're a follower of Rain, pay close attention. Watch what Rain's doing because you're going to have to do this in your businesses too. Um, and, and I think that a lot of business owners right now, here's my view of it, Patrick. 
business owners are starting to think, okay, shit, I got to retool how I deliver. I got to retool how I do business. Business owners are there, but I'll tell you this, employees are not there. The employees of those businesses are not there in most cases. They're just thinking, I'm going to be on a break for a week. I'm going to be off or, and I'm, and, and I'm going to come back to something normal. And I got to say that employees and employers got to work together in this time to innovate. And we need the employees to step into the innovation and look at creating new ways because this is not going back to normal. We talked about that, Patrick. This isn't going back to normal. What is the new normal is really the question. It is a question of what the new normal is. And, you know, you and I have talked about it before as business owners for this many years and innovators and just doing what we do. Um, we have we look at life and we look at what's going on right now through a totally different set of filters than our staff, you know, and many of our staff. And because they don't have a context for their reality is far, far different from what our reality was. And now we all have these different realities and we have to try and figure out how to align so that it really does take strong communication, more communication now than ever. We talk about some of the things, you know, we did the whole COVID acronym, which was really about, you know, compare, uh, you know, uh, care and compassion, making great choices of ownership and really owning the scenario so that we actually make decisions based on that ownership. Here's a big one right now, which is to verify. Verify, validate, because guess what? There is so much bullshit out there. It's making me crazy. You know, some people are probably listening to this going, yeah, well, this is bullshit. But the truth is, is that, yes, okay, if you think it is, awesome. Well, go validate it. You know, go figure out who we are, what we do, and then perhaps that will take that off the, the table. And then we have to move with velocity. Now, here's the thing about that. Velocity means validate, make your choices, own it, and then move quickly to make those decisions and, and create some velocity around the initiatives that you've got. Now, you and I have had that conversation just this morning where I said, dude, this is what we, we have to do. This is what I want to do, but we got to get it done. There's urgency behind it because people need to hear from us now. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, Patrick, my, my thinking and, and folks uh, on a previous podcast, we talked about Patrick and I, the importance of decision making. We talk about it all the time, but we got into it a little bit deep that time, which is great. But, you know, I always say that oftentimes what decision you make, people get caught up in what decision they make. And I think the speed of the decision is more important. I think that in this time, it is impossible, impossible right now to make the perfect decision. So let's take that off the table. And the minute we take that off the table, it relieves pressure to, shit, I'm probably not gonna make the perfect call. I'm not gonna make the perfect call. Therefore, I just gotta make the best call I can right now, the best decision I have with the information I have. Um, and that frees people up to make faster decisions because right now, I think speed is critical. In order for you to, your survival is important. Your, and then not only your survival today in terms of, of you know, all things real estate, all things business, but also your ability to capitalize on the future opportunities, which will show up, by the way. They're not here yet, but they will show up, will, uh, will need speed. There's a big need for speed. And right now, when, when there's confusion, it's just like, 
you know, strength, the, the, the speed at which people play. Everybody's wanting, I need answers, I need answers. Well, geez, there is no freaking answers. You just have to decide often. And sometimes the indecision is the right decision, by the way. And that's the trick in all of it. But let's go back to the COVID acronym before. Well, just, it- just, hold, just hold on, Patrick. You said something interesting. Yeah, I want to I I ax on it, which is if the decision is to postpone the decision. And I don't think indecision is a decision. I, it's a default. But but if you decide, I'm going to postpone this for 24 hours because I need more details, research, information, i got to talk to people, great, awesome decision. Do that, stick to it. Um, that's important. Decision of po- postponement by a certain amount of time is a great decision sometimes. Yes, uh, 100%. So we talked about care and compassion. We talked about ownership and, and opportunity. We talked about verifying information and uh, moving with velocity. But we also, t- and we've talked about innovation and then initiating action, which is taking steps. And then D in, in the COVID was for decide and determination because it's going to take a lot of determination to see this through. And we're two weeks into it at this point. By the time you hear it, we're going to be you know, 17, 18 days into it, whatever that might be. The point is, is that we're in the early stages of what this is going to mean. Now, there's two parts to it. What's it going to mean health-wise? You know, what's it going to mean? You know, is the death toll going to rise? Is the COVID... Um, you know, is the virus going to spread a lot? I mean, some say they are, some they say we don't know. One thing we do know is the economic impact is going to be huge. Huge. Like it's going to, but we don't even know what huge means because we've never been in this scenario before. And there's a lag time to this, you know, this little phase, let's say of two, three weeks where it's just kind of things are starting to happen. And, you know, fortunately, there's some big business out there that, has deep pockets, uh, has the support of government, has the support of banks that are going to be able to drive some of the economic conditions. But in Canada, as in, in, in North America, I would say, so much of our economy is driven by small business, the me's and the use, the yep. real estate investors. I mean, I mean, if we even get into the world of landlords and what we're going through as landlords because we're having tenants laid off, they can't pay rent. We can't pay mortgages. I mean, it's a cluster screw. So if we if we look at too far down the road, we can go and be we can be overwhelmed. So here's I'm going to give you my how I work in the world uh, mindset around this, managing my own emotionality, my own fears around it, which is to say this is we talk about what the new normal is. We know that what was normal no longer exists. That's Forget it. You're not going back there. Let go of what was. Don't live too far into the future. And I've really had to do a lot of work, and it was really powerful for me, which was detached from the outcome. Have no attachment to what I think it should be, whether it be financial, business, going broke, whatever. Like, you need to detach from what you want it to be. Now, that doesn't mean I don't care. This is the most important part of this conversation. Know what your outcome is, which is to not fail, but to actually excel, to grow, to step up, and to, to, to really embrace this time of adversity and innovation. Then let go of that outcome. Because if you live too far in the future, you will melt down. Now, that's, like I said, it doesn't mean I don't care. It means I'm going to push the cart as hard as I can freaking push it. I'm going to drive it as hard as I can drive it. But if it doesn't move, I'm not attached. All I know is I'm going to do the absolute best I can, and I'm going to stay present today. 
Now, Patrick, what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis to practice that? Because that, that sounds great. It is great. I know what you mean, but you know the listeners might not. So what do you do day-to-day to stay in that moment? So that's a great question, JG. So, you know, I have my own morning kind of practices that I do because it is really time alone. I'm not an introvert. I'm kind of on both sides. I'm extrovert, introvert. So, but I do need time alone. I need at least a couple hours a a day in the morning. So that's me getting grounded mentally and emotionally. Um, I'm surrounded by an amazing group of people as, you know, the rain team, my executive team and our executive team, JG, I mean, between you and Bonnie and Jennifer, Nick, Cheryl, I mean, gosh, we've got, we're pretty grounded in who we are as people. And so you and I are often on calls, you know, where we are reaching out. I'm blessed to have, you know, Stephanie in my life is just amazing at these times. Like I, it's not like we're talking about it so much, but I'm, I'm, I'm part of some of the conversations she's often having with her own clients in this time. So, the point is, is that I'm not in it alone. I'm sometimes having individuals kind of, you know, slap me around a little bit and going, dude, like you're looking at this, the not in the wrong way, but let me give you a different way to look at it. And so that's all part of it. It's just knowing that you can't be stuck in your bubble. Do not do this alone. So this goes social distancing doesn't mean has to mean social isolation yeah. and uh, the right people. No, I think that's uh, such a key point, Patrick. And if I look at my reaction in the last, couple weeks since since i you know at the beginning i was like everybody else i mean it was like this is a freaking flu what's the big deal right but but uh you know when it i realized quickly it was going to have an economic impact uh, which is you know everyone may get this covid and, and a lot of people might a lot of people will survive and there will be some unfortunate death tolls which is not great for anybody but the economic collapse is going to affect everybody here so the bottom line is, I think you said something interesting about the support, which is the first thing I did, and I'm I, in my previous days, uh, I feel like uh, I wouldn't have done this. So I'm really proud of myself for doing this, but I upped the support around me immediately. I knew right away that I would need more support. So that means, what does that mean for me? It means more phone calls with my executives, my team. It means more personal time with my wife. It means more personal time with my family. It means let's get closer together so we get, we don't get torn apart. And it means more like I have coaches and mentors that I rely on for information. I rely on for coaching. It, I up those calls from instead of once a week, three times a week. I said, I need, I need check-ins Mondays. I need check-ins Fridays. And then our regular call on Wednesdays because in this time of need, a lot of people will detach. They will, they will stop doing the community things that works for them. And whether that be rain, whether that be other tribes you belong to, other communities you belong to, they will isolate. And, and not, I say that as a tongue-in-cheek because of the social isolation, but the fact is, is that's people's default. People default to, i got to protect myself, so I have to, I have to like retreat that's not how to survive in this world, folks. You have got to attach yourself to those tribes more than ever before. And Rain is one of those tribes for sure. Yeah, and I'm really excited. We're going to do some pretty, uh, pretty epic stuff, unprecedented stuff at this time. There'll be some announcements coming out of the office real soon um, because we're going to take this on. You know, at this at this time now more than ever, the Rain community, who we are as a culture, and the environment that we're creating for people is absolutely essential i believe 
to will be essential to many success. And and it is so. I mean, as a as a national organization, you know, even on the meeting the other night when we were looking at what was going on in that chat, like, like, you know, it was like <laughs> crazy. That's what happens when you have fifteen hundred people <laughs> in a meeting. It was unbelievable. And and but the point of that is is that there's so much when you we we talk about it, and it almost comes out as cliche. You know, the collective intelligence, the collective knowledge, the collective experience of a national organization of people who, by the way, have been hanging out together for many, in many cases, for years. I mean, I have members, we have members that are 20 plus years, 15 plus year members, and they go, well, you know, I don't really, I'm not really doing too much in real estate, but this is my social club. This is my family. Like, I got to be in it, right? And so, but what those individuals bring to the table is so much information and we were seeing uh, RAIN members that we haven't seen in a live event for years, but man, they were there and they were giving their experience and here they were. And it was pretty epic. It was really epic, actually. Well, you know, and, that, and that's interesting, right? Because what we, what we witnessed the other night by doing a virtual meeting online is, is breakthroughs by a lot of members, a lot of members that uh, had breakthroughs. Wow, the convenience of this. I could literally sit in my living room and, and enjoy a glass of wine yeah. Uh, this is cool. I never thought that I would enjoy rain this way. And that, Patrick, leads us to the innovation question, which I want to get to in a second. But before I do, I got to give this one tip, Patrick, because you're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> so, so you're talking, what, what you were talking about a while ago in terms of, of making sure you're present is, is what I'll refer to as being grounded, right? Being grounded in the moment, being grounded in today, not looking in, the, not being attached to the past, Certainly not looking too far forward because that'll freak the, freak you out. But being grounded. So how did? So I was in a meeting with a very 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 um, high level coach, let's call her, <clears throat> and I asked her the question: If I had to tell people how to stay grounded, what is one of one of the ways? She gave me this tip that I thought is brilliant, and you're going to love it, Patrick. Which is to to sing out loud. Yeah. Put, put on some music and sing out loud. When you hear your own voice and you vibrate, when you sing, you actually your body's vibrating, uh, you actually are grounding yourself. Now, I know you appreciate my singing. So <laughs> I so don't appreciate your singing. So I so don't. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. You must be getting grounded a lot because you sing a lot in my presence and the team's presence, and we don't appreciate it. You... So I'm bringing it up. That's <laughs> The bottom line is I'm bringing it up. I was told we got to sing more, but singing is a great way to get grounded, folks. So try it. And, uh, and it's also a little bit of a comic relief because it makes people laugh around you and typically they're laughing at you, at least in my case. Let me give you a little bit of the psychology behind that. I get that. that that's, I, I, that's actually an idea that really makes sense. But I know one of the reasons is, and, and here's something that I've learned over the past couple of years that have been really epic for me. So I've always meditated and, and for years I've been a meditator. I'm not necessarily consistent all the time, now more than ever, because it's really a, a great way to get grounded. But here's something that that singing does and why it grounds you is this, is that when you're singing, you can't be thinking about anything else. And people think they're multitasking when they're really not. You know, they think they're only doing a whole lot of things in succession and a little bit here, a little bit here. But your brain can literally not do anything any more than one thing at a time. So when you're singing, I totally get it. Number one, you've got the vibration. Number two, 
tune. In your case, you're working overtime to keep it tuned because you can't carry a note and you can't even actually carry a lyric. So that's your brain. Like you should be the most grounded guy ever after you sing. Um, but that's that's the that's part of the psychology behind it. The vibration in the body, yes, breathing, huge because people don't realize. You know, I sometimes joke, remember to breathe. It's not really a joke because people forget to breathe. I forget to breathe. Stephanie will look at me and go, dude, take a breath. You're shallow breathing. Quit it, right? <sighs> yes, thank you. And she pisses me off when she does that, but she's always right. So anyways, the whole point is uh, that's a great, great point. And that's why things like meditation, things like the Calm app, you know, it really, when you're listening to something that you're engaged in, you, your brain gets rid of all the clutter. And that helps anxiety, helps fear, helps nerves, all the things. So cool. what, what you're saying, Patrick, is we're going to introduce a singing club at Rain that, that we're going to be a part of. I can't wait. I think let's on the next uh, virtual Rain member meeting, let's get everybody singing for a few minutes just before we get the meeting started. <laughs> I'm genius. <laughs> get them present to it so uh, we've covered a lot of ground here today um jg you know there's going to be more to come the the point is is that you know we're going to make some announcements coming to the gate this week for rain and rain members we've got uh we're driving innovation hard we're going to be giving uh members opportunities oh speaking of opportunities i want to be really clear on something everybody's talking about opportunities there's going to be so many opportunities let's get really grounded in something fundamental yes there are going to be opportunities but there's so much going on in the social media world that's really, really kind of landing sideways for me. And that is there's opportunities that people are seeing to take advantage of other people's challenges. I'll put it that way. And we're not talking about that. When we talk about opportunities, it's not about at the expense of others demise or others failure it's it's we we just have to have a context going back to care and compassion and you know that's part of rain's ethos you know when we talk about our own ethos is in right in the middle of our ethos and our <laughs> infamous acronyms for every word we ever come we ever say it seems but ethos is really the h in ethos is really about heart and it is about caring so and trust you know the four dimensions of trust. We talk about it with RAIN members all the time. And so let's just be really clear on that. There is going to be opportunities, but there's also going to be opportunities to support other people's success. And that's what we're built for. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, 100%, Patrick. And you got to keep, you know, right now, it's it's hard to it's hard to see the opportunities right now because there's so much uh, happening, so much coming at us. But but folks, it's from my perspective anyways, I'm keeping my eye on the opportunities it's a for me knowing myself it's a way for me to stay grounded because you know you don't want i don't want to go down the slippery slopes uh, of fear too too long so for me it's about looking at the opportunities in order to stay grounded opportunities whether that's in the stock market and real estate market and the business market there's going to be a ton of them and like patrick said this has nothing to do with other people this is opportunities to take your game to the next level opportunities for you to innovate how you do business whether that's in the real estate or in business you have to, you're going to have to innovate um, Patrick, I think we should do a whole, actually, I think we should do a segment either at a rain member meeting or maybe a, a separate segment, maybe a masterclass on innovation, how to innovate, how to deconstruct your model. I mean, these are things you and I do instinctively and naturally, I think, 
but a lot of people don't realize that that innovation is actually a, uh, it's a, it's an art and a science, but there's a lot of science to it, not just art. Yeah, and you know that's a really really great point because some of the stuff that we create that we set up and becomes innovative starts with a you know the seed of an idea and then starts to grow and and we're looking at the gap that needs to be filled and how do we fill that gap. And so we could do a masterclass on that. That would be kind of cool. I think there's a lot to learn for people in that. And um, yeah, I think actually I think we should do that, dude. One of the biggest things with innovation is people try to innovate by themselves, which is very, very difficult. You need, you need collaboration to create innovation. Um, you need collaboration to create innovation. So you need to collaborate with your team, with your staff, with your partners, with your suppliers, with your anyone you do business with there's going to have and there's going to have to be a lot of that patrick in the next little bit which is where the the successful who thrive will be very good in collaboration versus trying to live in the past of how it was yeah that's so so key let go of that oh so important and that but that's a mental game right there that's a mental emotional game you want to go back to what was I was really generally pretty comfortable and it was familiar and where the fear lives is in the lack of familiarity of where this is all going, the uncertainty, the confusion. And we want to really be part of uh, people's space to help get them grounded, to help, you know, be a part of their journey forward in a really powerful way and an innovative way and a a way that drives success for them. Totally. So I could talk about this all day long. I know. Me too. Thanks for your time, my friend. Uh, this is uh, we're pushing this out as soon as we can. So, uh, JG, more to come. Yes, much more of this conversation as we go through this together. Hashtag in it to win it together. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Thanks, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.